language, and breath. Two things that we can use or misuse every single day. This is the Music Fit Podcast. Let's do this thing. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Music Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schwartz. Today's show is uh, a banger. All right, just a real banger. We skipped across the pond over to the UK to chat with Coach Simon Drew. Now, this guy is he's just a, a master ninja in many different circles that I'm involved in. The Enlifted Coaching Community, uh, also our Steel Mace Community. He's also an aspiring drummer. Whew, you know? We got musicians in the house. Guys, we're going to talk in today's show on all the ways you can level up. The things that we're not thinking about. When's the last time you thought about how you're breathing? Exactly. That shit's important. So, without further ado, here's Coach Simon Drew. I feel so alive. up tune there alive that was that was fantastic <laughs> i love that man that's that's good there's a story around this song so this is my walk-on song literally yeah that we've just created in level two of enlisted so for me this is i'm literally i'm about how far am i um uh i think i'm about five no just five days into playing this every day for 21 days oh wow uh, like my start you know when i wake up or or part of the day i played it uh, uh sort of two hours i mean get up uh, like 9 a.m. this morning, I played it. So I play it every day, have a dance around the room, the front room with the dog, which is where I am now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and it's a song that I've used for my boot counts uh, a lot as well because it's uh, it's got a great energy to it. So it does. Um, it does. I'm used to listening to it quite quite regularly. Well, that's that's the funny thing is that now more than ever, especially being that the the whole show is geared towards musicians and and artists and. Um, being a performing artist and I, I understand you're a drummer yourself so I love that yeah um, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I'm, so, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not kidding in all in all I've probably practiced I got the kit just over a year ago I've probably practiced all in all maybe about four hours oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so but um uh, but so I've got I've got some basic basic rhythm I've had two one-hour lessons and I've got some basic rhythm so I can sit down and crack a rhythm out but if I start to try and do, you know, whatever the terms are, because I don't know bugger all about drumming yet. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been so busy building myself this year and uh, mm -hmm. last year as, as anything. So changing who I am and everything. But but yeah, it, I, I love music and I love I love the idea of being a drummer, the concept of just bashing, getting physical with it, you know, like, just yeah. like I've, I think I've seen you doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's... it'll come eventually. I'm not in a rush, so it's all good. It's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle, really. It is, honestly. And it's a, it's a therapeutic, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a therapeutic release. Just like I see you're also uh, with Steel Mace and in, we're in a lot of the same kind yeah. of communities. And I find yeah. um, that that artistic expression through dance. You already mentioned you dance around the the living room, the front room here. That's great. Yeah, yeah. If I were to intro you, what? Um, how do you go? Holistic lifestyle coach? What are you? What? Uh, what's yeah. the title? So, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kidding. The, the, so just to give you an idea, the level two program is about really celebrating wins. And for me, it's come just at the synchronicity is happening a lot in my life right now. Yeah. So, and it's been happening the last sort of 18 months. Um, and a bit, I'm still on, a, as far as I'm concerned, I'm on the journey till the end, till I drop, you know, till they bury me. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, so the, so the level two, that literally the way I relate, I've related to level two so far, which I've been on now for almost three, well, two and a half weeks, is my identity is already shifted in a big style. And the, the, the point of the relationship I now have with myself and the point where I am in life right now is I'm ready to make the leap into the midlife crisis guy. Yes. <laughs> um, and and that, because that's, that's what I've been for the last 20, 25 years is through a huge, massive transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could go into detail about divorce, about children and family and hardship through money and all sorts of things. I could share loads of stuff. But in the end of the, the, end of the day, um, I've been through a whole load of stuff in the last 18 months whereby I've, I've literally got to the point in the idea through the lifted work as much as anything because that story work is deep brother if you get in those courses yes, yes. uh have you you've not done i'm, lifted, I'm registered now for uh for the 24th yeah so the the next intake cool. i'm i'm registered ready and i was speaking with mark market level way, one yeah. way back yeah for for level one there yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just I, I couldn't pull the trigger for whatever reason. I, I had that yeah, yeah, blockage. Well, and I'm like, well, nah, let's just do it. In a very positive way, but also literally in a way, you'll understand why you didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that. The best, the, 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 you, you, you're basically going to go deep and rip your insides out to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's certainly going probably going to be the experience, which is a great thing to do because guess what? You're going to rip out the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I'm you're excited get, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and then level two is all about almost like what are you going to choose to be instead? Cool. It's literally cool. you know understand your wins and get how frigging amazing you are because we're all amazing. We're all yeah. living. We're all getting through life. Yep. And um, and then figure out what you want to paint for the rest of your life what pictures do you want to you know what creativity do you want to bring to the world etc etc so although i'm not probably going to be broadcast on tv as the midlife crisis guy in essence (laughs) that's that that's that's basically the role i'm taking Mm -hmm. and the holistic part of it is um i could be um i could be speaking uh, probably possibly quite possibly through story work with anybody with an issue with dietary exercise relationships i've just had a big relationship breakthrough with somebody this week and helped them out tremendously which has been fantastic for both of us um uh through to you know change of career change of location shifting a perspective on something or the other because the only thing that generally is stopping people is actually just what their perceived problems are and yes there are what you could class as tangible problems but actually you know, things take time, but if you if you create the right kind of language and, and, and sort of sense of goal-driven action, you can get there. It will it could take years. Mm-hmm. It could literally take years. Mm-hmm. Um, it could take 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could right? be you've not you've not you've not made that critical call to that, you know, that um influence Instagram who is a real influence, or something like Aubrey Marcus or or even uh, you know whoever somebody who's really out there really and you've got his number somehow but you've been you've sat on it for six months and you're just yeah. too too fearful yeah well guess what you might in that 30 seconds i could talk to you and you'd suddenly pick the phone up and in the, the, their access to something amazing could have, be right there but of course if you don't if you don't recognize your own words your own self-denial of your 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 wonderful self 
yeah. you're not going to pick the phone up. Eh? No. Not just because you're fearful. You just know you're not good enough or all the other stuff. You've got loads of stories to support the fact he ain't going to be interested, <laughs> which, of course, any 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 of that stuff is not not really for you to decide. It's up to the other person to decide. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so, doing yourself um, a disservice yeah. by not even presenting it. Yeah, I get that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How, do, how did we find yeah. it? How did, okay, so for, for you, Simon, how did you get into, uh, let's start with the story work, because that's where we, we first connected, I guess, uh, through our, our Enlifted exposure there. I saw you on the call as well, and it's like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Right? I've seen you come up on, on some of the, the comments there, and I, I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta talk to this guy. So talk to us uh, about how you got first into story work and what exactly it is. For, for people that have no idea what story work is, could you explain it in kind of a nutshell, please? yeah so then so i'll do that first um so story work is relating to being human like this everything you say to yourself about any aspect of your life any perception you have in your relationship to the world so any feeling of any smell hearing touch taste whatever it might be is related to in your brain as words okay. language that's the only way we as humans, even if I do a hand signal to you, you know, the hand signal means X, which is a word. <laughs> and, it, yeah. um, and words and words, you're not born with words. Generally, <laughs> it's something you learn as a child. And um, so basically your whole experience of the world is through the world, the world of language, words and sentences mm -hmm. support meanings that we then connect to in a particular way. So in actual fact, our whole existence, our whole relationship to absolutely every aspect of who we are and how we live, everything is actually words. It's defined as words. That's why language work is so, is, is so critical, because you're basically, you're basically relaying your relationship to every aspect of your life, your character, everything that goes on. And of course, what happens is with languages, we develop uh, certainly as children and as we get older, we tend to build stories when we're young that they just happen. It's usually what the way I relate to them because I had a lot of these as I was growing up because I had a fairly difficult, well, I had a relatively difficult childhood. Um, I relate to them as like trauma events. Yeah. So imagine, uh, imagine a child who's literally just got mum and dad almost as words, but recognizes the food on the table, which they don't know the word food yet, probably. Mm. They just know they can point at it and that goes in here kind of thing, that plastic thing. They don't know it's plastic, of course. Um, but they 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 suddenly get that taken away and they it could be their mum takes it away or doesn't feed them and they're still hungry. And suddenly they can start to categorize that equals me and my happiness. And they, again, they won't have the, it could be like, they imagine they've probably got maybe a hundred words. So maybe they're two years old. Mm -hmm. They can start logging negative connotations with words. And before you know it, you've got a two-year-old who's kind of got a slight trauma issue that they can't explain. Right. Well, you, they can only be soothed through what two-year-olds get soothed by, by cuddling and, and all. But already they've got some sort of damage that they've related to in words in their head. And I say damage, it's, it's a completely natural thing. Of course, mm -hmm. it's not like we're going around traumatizing people. It's completely, it's nature. It's mm -hmm. literally nature, the nature of being human. Um, and then what happens is the way the brain works, and I know you know about some of this stuff already, um, 
the, the the brain looks for the same thing to happen again so it can survive and avoid that issue yeah and it suddenly and that issue effect, effectively gets amplified and if you amplify that two-year-old's issue out over 30 40 50 years i mean if you just get to the teen years you suddenly realize you've got a child a, a, a kid who has basically now suffers with lacking particular attention from either mum or dad or and that's just that they've always looked out for that rate that their, their, their whole psyche they're not their whole psyche the whole being is looking out to avoid that issue happening again wow and it's all to do with language it's all language based because they say that dad lack of dad trauma that they they, they they forget the fact that it happened because it because they were so young it and it didn't probably didn't mean a lot because they couldn't categorize they couldn't the brain the, the child's brain can't deal with the emotional uh impact in a way that they can then reframe their own language but because it's all in language it's all words right so if they've got a limited limited set of words it's basically just not understanding they yeah. can't understand it because they can't categorize the feelings and or at least restructure it into oh my dad didn't mean that he's got a busy day today and so he's going to go he's busy he can't afford he can't spend the time with me you can't do that because they haven't got the the understanding of that <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's no rational thought at that point right so yeah, yeah. when when is it when rational thought starts to come do we see a change is there a certain age that 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 happens is there a behavior is it just a snap button or is it different for everybody well, it, I, to be honest, I've really, I really don't know the science behind that. And it's just really, I've, I've watched certain programs before. But basically, if you just relate to an organ, you know, the, the human organism learning more language, the more intellect there is, the more understanding, the more ability to, to utilize words and frame their, their, your own life in a way that makes sense. Right. And, and, and you'll know if you've, you've interacted with children, I'm sure at various points in your life, you'll know certain ages have a certain capability or a certain type of communication. You know, you can meet a 10 year old and you can have a, a, a chat about Shakespeare potentially because the kids like they're out there like that. <laughs> yeah, or you yeah. can meet a 10 year old and, and the, all they want to do is run around with a football and they don't speak at all. Mm. probably for some of the reasons we've already talked about, you know, that yeah. I was a shy kid, you know, I was a shy kid. I really was. So, right. Uh, that was the nature of my upbringing and i was really good at school because guess what i was scared of my dad <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but 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 all, but all the growth stuff can kind of be independent an interesting the, the one interesting thing that's happened to me from that perspective is when a relatively well it was one of the most traumatic things i can remember experiencing properly when i was when i was 10 the effect of that from being a really really clever i was a clever kid and arguably I'm clever now. I say I'm clever now. <laughs> I think you're pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. a, in a creative way, of course. But 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 that the impact of this scenario happened and I literally thought I've got to choose between living with my mum or my dad. And at the time, it took the, if you like, it took the rug from under the um, under, 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 under my life uh, because I was really close to my mum and I was really scared of my dad. And... Um, what it looked like is I had to choose between my mum, who was the loving, caring one, but really wasn't the breadwinner. So she was the one that kind of looked after us, but wasn't the person who went out to work and paid all the bills. And and I'm a nine, 10 year old kid. We, meanwhile, my dad is the one that I'm really scared of 
but he own he's got all the money and he's got if you like safety in that respect mm. and i spent my the whole of my teenage years my schoolwork went gradually downhill because i hid behind this i didn't i pretended i didn't know anything right. because i was too scared to speak to either of them to get a, a result i thought i'd have to choose and it was like such a it was a you're it was, frozen it's a horrible thing yeah. 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 Complete. And I and guess why I ended up being quite a confused kid by the time I was in my mid to late teens, because I I got this whole anxiety thing going on around not knowing which way I was going. And it was that. And there's a development de developmental thing for me. That was huge in terms of my, you know, my capability in through exams. And it could have actually I could have had a very different career and kind of been a, a, along a different way. But um but I managed to turn out okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And now you're you're using what what skills you have and what you learned on your own to help others in in similar or in uh, at least the same situation, right? Maybe a different. I like to say uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, same storm, different boat. You know, not the same boat, but definitely the yeah, same yeah, storm. yeah, 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 wow, yeah. That's, oh, and, that's and, fascinating. Yeah, and and the the truth is, everybody has something going on. There are, you know, most people who've survived and are still alive, and you can have a conversation with. They've got shit in the cupboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and these these stories, you know, this particular story I just related to you, just a little bit off to you. Um, I've I've literally just remembered a story today. Um, I actually got hit by a car. I remember today, and uh, it, so there's a story that mm. you, you know, I know you know about the four-step process there's a story I actually I'm going to reach out to another coach or maybe a couple of coaches and see who wants to do it run through this story with me because actually for me this story could have a, a decent bit of charge in it that will actually allow me to free myself up a bit more wow. um so um and and this is the thing when you uncover one story that, and these stories don't feel like they need they want to be uncovered because they are they that my, the one I just related it, I'm 55 now. That's 45 years ago. But it's yeah. still one of the biggest stories that had me be an act in a particular way. And um, this is the power of story work. It, you know, I could come to you and say, Mike, I'm desperate for, for to get on your podcast. I'm really struggling. I need some way of getting my voice out there. And you'll hear fear and stress and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But actually, um, you'll be wanting to try and help me but the deep help that StoryWork actually does, even though I've got this immediate problem now, even if I said, Mike, can you help me? If you were in the Lifted program and you'd done all of this up to now, yeah, <laughs> you would actually be able to coach me. I'd, I'd be asking for this problem to be solved now. And you'd be going, ah, yeah. And why does he think that way? What language is he using? And where does that come from? Because it's it's almost guaranteed that the, the frame of reference I have about this problem that's happening right now is not right now. <laughs> its source comes from X amount of years ago, and it's a foundational story that's causing the problem. It's a wow. belief you have about yourself. Yeah. It's not something that's happening now. And, um, and the, way, the way certainly I relate to people, everybody now, is you know in in everyday life um you kind of relate them like okay it's kind of literally what's his problem yeah yeah <laughs> and it's not like people have problems it's just like what's his story because yep. you know there is that thing there is that phrase isn't there and when you when you see somebody and they're doing something weird as you're walking into the store or something and what's his story 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> could be that's interesting. Could be weird, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder, wonder uh, what's going know, on I, there. I yeah. 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 Uh, and actually, there is a story probably about his, you know, that he's got this giving him, having him act that way. But it's not right now that's having him act. You know, his, his thought right now. Yeah. It's actually a pattern of behavior that's been there for a long time. And it's, it's so, become normal yeah. for him to, to walk into the store in his hands rather than going on his feet or something, whatever it could be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as ridiculous as it could be. Yeah. Because that's normal. Yeah. It, it really brings to light the the normalcy versus the healthy aspect. I'd love to go down that kind of route because we mm -hmm. see it all the time in, and mm -hmm. I'm sure in, in your, uh, in your coaching as well, like you mentioned, you, mm -hmm. you kind of, uh, you highlighted, you know, whether it's a nutritional problem or if it's a physical wellness problem or, or any of these mm -hmm. kind of issues in other areas of their life, these people come up, myself included, what is normal for me, that fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's just the way it is. Well, mm. yeah, but what what's the difference between normal and healthy? Is that is that yeah. actually how yeah. you do? Do you want to touch on that in your I mean, experience of coaching? Yeah, yeah. So, so I have a I'm 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 not pedantic, but I have a thing about normal. I don't believe there is a normal. It's like there's no perfect. Yeah. There's no normal. There's no perfect. There's just you and your relationship with the way you live your life and what you do in your life, and and of course there are borderlines where definitely it could be ethical, legal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go along the, I go along the lines of ethical first because is it an ethical behavior? Is it, is some of it unethical can is, as we probably know is legal. Yeah. Um, what we crack, you know, so, so I'd definitely go the moralistic kind of ethical route with my thinking around things. That's definitely the way I'd go. Um, there's no normal, there's no perfect. There's really, you, and you probably know these kind of things. Um, so the cells in your body, we're not actually the same body between now and now. We've just changed already. The cell system is changing the whole time. I can't remember what the turnover time is. Something like seven months, I think. Mm -hmm. The whole body is rebuilt, literally. And you might think you've not changed at all, but your, your whole cellular structure has changed. Completely. And um, so, so every moment of every day, you're living a new, you know, you could be living a new experience. And actually... You know the work I've been doing with the language in language and um, in the coaching I've been delivering and receiving from a number of people over the last couple of years. Um, my relationship with myself is completely different. So my normal of two years ago, if it if I related to it, like yeah, that, is now not not the same. Um, and um, one of the things I should also bring into that conversation as well is. Um, there was um, some supportive documentation that went around the community um, of coaches that I'm in with the left in lifted crew um, around, um, you know, um, DNA being reprogrammable by language, um, which is that kind of, we, we probably all had heard those kind of stories of people who've recovered from cancer mm -hmm. um, almost without ju just cleaned up their diet and then just, looked after themselves and kept going and probably done a lot of mantra and breathing and all that kind of stuff, meditations, and just really looked into clean living, um, who've transformed and, and become suddenly no cancer is there anymore. <laughs> and, and actually there, there is, there's literally scientific support to the fact that you can literally speak your way. And it literally is using words, um, to actually regenerate, healthy cells 
and regenerate D basically regenerate your DNA, reprogram it. Um, I don't know enough about the scientific part of it yet, but there's certainly stuff out there that purports that that is the case. It is, it is that you, we do have an ability to do that. So one of the most frustrating things in, in, in the human experience right now, especially with, you know, the whole situation with the big C word is, um, is the fact that so many people suffer um, and choosing to suffer is a choice. Suffering Absolutely. is a choice. Absolutely. Um, you know, you know, um, a lot of people around not too distant from me, not necessarily customers, but people I know of that I've worked with in the past, you know, uh, social media has been rife with, um, you know, why the hell this, why the hell this? Da, 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 da. Well, guess what? You, you're speaking that out into the world, but you're relating to the whole experience as like this morbid, horrendous thing. And yes, it, we, we have a level of lack of control However, you don't need to be suffering. <laughs> the, 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 you know, you really don't need to experience this. As a, you, you, the fact is, you've still got you still got a roof over your head. You've got the heating on. You've got food in the fridge. You might be having some struggles financially, but there's a been a. a re, I'm not going to de deny the fact that there are some people who have really suffered financially. But at the end of the day, these are probably people who've got supportive families. Mental health, of course, has been an issue. But of course, again. If the language piece is in there with the right support through language, and I know I'm kind of brushing a few people under the table here, probably in a in a in a sort of brushing away the difficulty, but actually, there's a lot you can do. The power of language can really allow you to access your own power and take control of your experience. Yeah, how you great know, is that? That's, it, it, sorry, yeah, yeah. just to continue that thought, it's just the 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 giving of agency seems like this last whole year has been a lot of lack of ownership. And uh, I remember on our on our coaching call a couple Sundays ago there, uh, one that was brought up one of the books that was brought up was uh, Jocko Willinks. Um, and, and that oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, infamous yeah. quote of like, discipline, yeah, yeah. Discipline oh, equals freedom. Yeah. I, I live yeah. by that. And, and when I first heard that I was like, yup, like, that's hard to swallow for a moment and then I just yep that's right that's correct I completely agree and then just ownership on on just having yeah. agency over your own choice because you said it great if you man yeah suffering is a choice it really is yeah it's funny you brought that up actually because uh about I think it was about four maybe five years ago now I I created some new taglines I just read his book mm -hmm. I've probably listened to it I think it was about five years ago and I wanted to use it, but I, I didn't want to use here. I wanted the same power in some of the phrasing I was using to promote my business. And I still use one today, um, although I've not promoted it for a while. But Triumph Through Persistence is the one I came with, which is exactly the same scenario. But it, winning through just being just turning up literally every moment of every day, just turn up. Yeah. And that's winning. And, and you, you, you know, it's not. You know everything and this is this is a really powerful thing for me right now as well one of the mantras uh, affirmations are related to that i've created literally in the last week is literally the same idea i've got it written down somewhere here um one step at a time that's all it took that's Power. one directly directly from that uh may have been the the uh the, the call we were on together the other week i can't yeah. remember it. yeah yeah um, 
and, yeah. and, and the reference to one step at a time, that's all it took is me in the future looking back. So it's been re it's been readjusted in the and lifted context of it's already done. Yeah, it, this well, oh, it's already done, and it, it, I could be you know we're we're look, we're talking at me talking about me here potentially on my deathbed at peace with the fact I'm about to pass on to the next level of existence, and I'm and I'm already there looking back. Yeah, reflecting. I took those steps. Yeah, yeah, I took those steps, and that's all it took. <laughs> incredible incredible so now to to bring it back down to a tangible level when when you start working yep. with somebody in uh in a coaching sense what like where do you start where when somebody walks in somebody has never even they have no idea even the skeptics when they're like they're thinking hey i'm interested in learning a little more about this story work business what does somebody expect when they sit down with some To be honest, I think most people who've never done this kind of work before and work with a coach won't have an, any idea what's coming. No. So their expectations will be I the, 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 the thing about it, if you actually are in the point where you're in a in a in a proper coaching call in a story work coaching call, I'm, I'm relating this to um, you will um, you will have some information much like my sign up to your podcast. You know, you like a bit of preamble, you know, to understand a bit of context. Um, that we with the story work calls we have that in place via a google doc right. and um and that gives you the essentially essentially what the google doc is asking what's going well not what's not going so well so going well not going so well and um you have a frame of reference that the not going so well is quite likely to be the kind of area they're thinking about working on um and i've I've done a number of sessions now through uh, following the lifted work and um, and that process and never once have I actually dealt with a story that was actually in the document. So despite, like I said, despite the fact you come to me and so tell me, well, I'm really not enjoying this podcast stuff. I, I, I need to move, but I don't know how to shift it. It's a real problem for me. Guess what? You'll have written that in the document and we will and we'll talk. I'll ask you how you are today. And before we know it, you might be thinking something completely different. That's one thing. <laughs> but then I want to ask you about the about the actual problem you've written in the document. This negative, you know, the, the thing that you think you're coming in for. Yeah. There's usually something hidden in that text. And when I speak to you, that suggests that, oh, there's something else behind this. <laughs> ah, <cool. laughs> because guess what? It's usually it's usually some it usually is just because the nature of being human. It's usually something that's buried deeper. It's usually because there's so much power in the impact of this one short sentence. That's the thing that's bothering you now. Mm. And it's only bothering you because you as a human are sort of programmed <laughs> the, the way your life has gone you've become you've become and it's the reticular activate activating system stuff so it's literally we're programmed to see the same problems to avoid them but actually psychologically they become like a little prison cell because you can't you well you can you can reprogram it because we've proven that now but in if you're living an ordinary life and just going through your life you're automatically going to fall into a particular pattern of behavior it's just mm -hmm. nature's way mm -hmm. um keep, keep you safe really yeah 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 exactly it's all about safety and survival at the end of the day so there's actually this is where there's actually nothing wrong nothing is wrong there is nothing wrong with you there's just a behavior pattern that's not 
helpful to what you'd like to achieve in in, in your life or, or the way the direction you want to go so it can hold you back as opposed to support you um, and actually that brings me back to where i've the, the frame of reference around the middle like midlife crisis guy it takes a while for you to suffer enough and to get so challenged that you really feel like there's something i really need to deal with now <laughs> and it could you know 10 years at work you know get the first girlfriend have a wife have a kid whatever it might be you might just be single and roving around the world who knows it could depends on the pattern of behavior that you've created and, and what your desires are but suddenly you could hit a wall in any area of your life because suddenly you get that you can't be satisfied with that particular area and you're there's a block mm. and that's where this sort of term of midlife crisis is it relates heavily with me um i've spent over 20 years <laughs> trying to figure stuff out and um and actually back to this is where i come back to answering your question actually about how i found and lifted so how you bumped into me etc going back a little bit yeah. so in 2000 um, between 2000 and 2003 i did a range of landmark education programs and um if you then fast forward about 15 years uh, through the CrossFit community, of which I'm a part of, I am a CrossFit coach as well, and I've been in, into CrossFit about 10 years, um, I heard of um, Mike Bledsoe and the, and the Barbell, Barbell Shrugged podcast. Yeah. And uh, so I actually, I also realized that at one point, um, I remember having a chat with Mike Bledsoe on Instagram, like three, probably four years ago now, maybe in four and a half. He'd left there, apparently or seemingly, and he'd posted about going to do the Landmark Forum. So I thought, oh, I'll ask him, I'll, I'll actually message him. And I knew, I think at this point, he was about to start or had just started the Strong Coach program. So I messaged him and just had a quick bit of banter with him about his experience. And um, and then I kind of left it at that. I just carried on. And I'd never, for me, it was a big thing because I never actually reached out to somebody who seemingly had like some sort of status in the community like that, you know. Yeah. Um, although I've yeah. sat, sat across from... Um, What's his name tony blower the uh, self-defense guy who used to have the crossfit course and oh, a couple yeah. of other people in, in uh, you know in in um certification programs in in uh, training programs um but um anyway bring it forward uh two more years the program is now being promoted heavily the strong coach program i have a discovery call god that's expensive no i can't do that <laughs> as we do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and then it, and then i got to the point where early last year i had some money in the bank from um resolving some stuff personally and um i knew i wanted to invest in in myself so i had a discovery call and i was prompted by one more day before the course starts i thought oh i'm gonna have a discovery call and I didn't really have it. Literally, I just saw it. Thought, right, I'm going to call him now and have another call and see what's going on. And I signed up there and then, basically. And uh, as part of the Strong Coach program, they are linked to and lifted, as well as to another program called Training Camp for the Soul, um, which is um, more of a sort of, if you like, a lifestyle-based kind of transformation program, which has its own kind of set of um, coaching. Um, styles shall we say and kind of skill and techniques and skills and um but anyways part of the strong coach there is a language element and of course it's it's in it's the unlifted video course um and actually that course i i did i think probably did about two-thirds of the video course and you, there was kind of worksheets and things as part of doing the unlifted uh, the strong coach program while i was in the strong coach 
course, which I left on in July last year. And um, I was kind of intrigued. I got I got the value of it. I could see how if I could switch my frame of reference language wise, that it'd be really valuable. And I relate the relationship I had with my mentor in the strong coach, uh, a gentleman uh, now one of my best buddies I relate to him as, although we've only ever met on Zoom so far, uh, Jeffrey Oakes, who's one of the Mace Steel Mace artists. Absolutely, he was yeah. my mentor on the program. He's a wonderful gentleman. I love him to bits, and he'd he'd he himself had gone through the unlefted level one, and I think he'd started level two when I then had a conversation with him about. Um, I really got, he impacted me. I did some steel, I did my steel mace coaching through him because I knew I knew he'd be the right guy to go do it, having got to know him through the Strong Coach program. And um, so I really got a really, the best sales delivery from him as, as anything. Literally, he practiced, you know, his skills in, in the language game with me or on me, as it were, and made a tremendous difference. So I was sold on the fact I was at the right moment going to move on and do the unlifted course, which I did. And now I'm doing level two um so that's my journey which is actually for me started in 2000 <laughs> because i i'd done the, the landmark work and then bumped into mike bledsoe and all that kind of stuff so it's been a, it's been a long it's been a long haul for me but because of circum you know circumstantial stuff mainly for me um mm -hmm. and in the last two years i've literally i mean one of the the phrases we used in the uk is somebody stuck a ro rocket up my ass and then and lit it <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, that's universally accepted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we I all, think we all get that one. Yeah, it, it has an international status. That one, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a certification that'll be recognized in uh, no, no yeah, matter yeah. where you are yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah so I've been on the I've been on the slow burn for like you know twenty years or so, and then the last couple of years it's been uh, I, I've I've literally leapt into a whole new level, which has been fantastic. That is incredible. Yeah. And along the incredible. way, you know, a lot of stuffs happened. Um, I um, one of the reasons why the holistic holistic view of things has sort of dawned on me is I've been through sleep issues, I've been through depression issues in the last ten years as well. About eight years ago, um, I've been through going through a divorce. I've had two or three failed relationships because of my own mental structure around relationship, which has formed when I was a kid. Um, and uh, I was effectively what's classed as codependent, which um, uh, in the last year I've kind of eradicated that um, and really have a good handle on sort of the dynamics of relationships as well. Um, and then I've got a lot of uh, background in business as well. So uh, I used to be a graphic designer. I was a graphic designer for 20 years. So uh, and I've, I've done some big delivery in, in business, in the business sense as well. So... Um, and then there's things, you know, more learning about things like hydration, about sleep specifically, because that's been a problem for 10 years. Um, and I feel like I've really got a handle on that as well now, which is great. So um, just a broad, broad view on life, basically. And if nothing else, I'm relatively wise. <laughs> yeah, I, I very, oh, very wise. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah, very, very wise in a range of things. Well, how, how key is that on perspective? Like they say the, the folks that don't have, have to have perspective, right? And when you can put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand their situation because you've been there, A, or you've been in a similar, mm. like I say, come back to that same storm. How key is that for being able to relate to one another and then be able to bring that person out in your own coaching? 
right? Like you can bring, you, you can uncover things by the sounds of it. You can uncover things that we don't even know. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, I think for me personally, it's, it's a mostly a, a, given the human I am and given what we've talked about, about human development earlier on, um, I know for me, it's primarily just a, um, a confidence thing. So I've resolved a load of stuff in my own life and knowing who I was, knowing where I've come from, absolutely gives me like almost 100% certain that anybody I bump into can do what I did. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but, and then the truth and the, the actual truth of the matter is that actually through words and language, I could relate to anybody and I actually can help anybody with any problem and in any language as well, which is not something I've practiced yet, but I've seen Mark do it and I've heard Mark do it. And it's surprising. You can work with somebody who only can just, you can just about communicate in English, but you can actually relate story work to them because a lot of it, because you do it in a face-to-face -face scenario in, ter in terms of on Zoom, mostly at the moment, of course, um, you can sense what's happening with people just by the way they're looking, the way they're holding themselves, how they're breathing specifically is a big one, as you'll mm -hmm. you'll know. Yeah, yeah. So you even if you're even if they're speaking a foreign language and they're right, they've written out their story in the foreign in foreign language that you can't understand. As long as long as you've got a context of the the idea of a story, you might have oh, it's about my dad, and it was a difficult time. It could be as simple as that in English then speak it in the foreign language, you can actually get almost the same, same power out of the, that person, the same connecting connection and output from the story work as you could with just an, you know, a regular kind of same language person. So, so I honestly believe you don't need to have all this perspective stuff. You could almost come with no nothing, just like Mark does. And right. actually just like I do, just like I do in discovery calls, you know, I'm, I get a call with somebody and, it's really getting into their world as soon as you can. And, part, and what you're going to go through is working on getting your identity out of the way, completely out of the way, and mm. standing in space. And you'll, you'll, if you've been through any kind of coaching and almost ritualistic kind of meditative stuff, Absolutely. creating that sense of space and um, the ability to just be in the space comfortably and let your all of your sensations and relationship to yourself just dissipate you get you you basically professionally trained to be in that position and when it if you have any issues with stuff it yeah as in the call didn't go well it's usually because you didn't hold your space um because at the end of the day um what you the challenge of and it was not the challenge but the game of a discovery call is to be in the other person's world so much so that you can completely see tangibly how to relate to them and their view of the problem. And then when right. you speak to them about what, what they want to get out of working with you, it literally delivers messages according to that, 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 that's that perception they have of you. So it's literally right. understanding their view so you can relate to their view and speak to it. Um, which is is actually relatively simple. It's just if you have the light, right depth of conversation. So you actually ask the right questions. You actually nurture the right kind of response then, mm -hmm. which then you can relate to. 
which sounds easy. It, it, it Fundamentally, it's a few sentences which you could write down. Mm-hmm. But of course, it takes practice and you do need to be in the space mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. more often than not, we tend to drift off into blabbering on a bit like I do now. <laughs> I can talk forever, by the way. Same. Um, yeah, but, but you can, yeah you, and under a stressful situation, you actually tend to say more. We tend to try to cover it, trying to either say say more to cover up the other person speaking because we're nervous or you're actually trying to keep asking questions not giving them space to think right i see that a lot yeah so um so i'm still working quite hard on allowing more pauses (laughs) i'm working hard on allowing more pauses in fact i'm working on allowing more pauses it's not hard and I'm not working on it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing it. <laughs> there you go. And we all, we, and we all have to work on our language. You know, as far as I'm concerned, we should, we, we, we can all work on language and make our lives better. What's the biggest frustration for you looking at other coaches and what they're doing out there and stuff that could be like, if, if you had a button to just like delete that. So there's a few, if you like bugbears, um, I think specifically one in the fitness industry uh, and one actually with, with, with this, and this actually is something my dad says a lot. And I, I, all, I now have a, a way of dealing with it when he says it. Um, but you know, Oh, just, just think positively, just, just do the positive thing, be positive about it, you know, get your chin up. It's when you, when you, I know what I've been like in depressive states. It's the like, you know, it doesn't work. It's a pointless, pointless expression. Um, and so there's there's being positive without any real rational reason to be positive other than just be positive um which would be you know to me is actually almost like a, an insult knowing the kind of levels that of, of psychological problems that people can have um and if you're speaking to even somebody who's just struggling with a couple of stone overweight and you know if they have a particular perspective on themselves, it, it's not really helpful. So, um, so there's that one. Then there's, um, I'm a big fan of, of proper coaching, even in all my group sessions. So I actually like to deal individually with everybody. And if they're working well, fine, I don't need to deal with them. I can just work on the, you know, work with specifically the people who are moving not quite so well or, or they need assistance with in positional stuff or just mindset stuff. Just, you know, you, you're doing well, just keep moving steadily, you know, all that kind of stuff. Cheerleading, I have a big thing about, you know, somebody standing at front of the class. In fact, so even even I, I actually have an aversion to me doing stuff in front of the monitor with all my guys doing it as well, because I actually want to be going. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're good. You're doing well there, Michelle. Okay, Susan. Yeah, that's great, Sue. That's my job. My job is not to be in a leotard or some skimpy gear uh, dancing around my own lounge. Uh, and there's a there's a place for it. Don't get me wrong. But as a coach, a professional coach, that's not my that's not my place to do that. I don't I don't I don't enjoy that. And I don't. It's not that I don't enjoy it. I just it's not what I do. It's just not coaching. Yes, you're getting people moving. But I know, for instance, that person who's two stone overweight, we just mentioned a while ago, if you get that person moving and you say, look, do coach to 5K and you're two stone overweight, it's probably the last thing they should be doing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They should be, they, they, you know, should be hydrating properly, eating whatever diet we can figure out works for them best, you know. And by yeah. diet, I mean 
I mean micro adjustments as well. I never say do this. No. Here you go. There's your, that, that, I, that's doesn't completely. work. Doesn't so, work. So it's literally that one step at a time thing for me. Yeah. It's a gradual habit forming piece, and actually not dissimilar to the language work. You know, notice one aspect of your language that's not working, focus on it and change it. And before you know it, other things will start to drip into place. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that thing um, in the health and fitness space. I'm, um, and I think there is the you know there's quite often gimmicks. You know, there's quite a lot of gimmicks and gadgets and that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, we're we're mechanical beings, as it were, in our musculature and our, the way our body works. And if you know the musculature properly and how the mechanics should work, you can do a magnificent program and just do four exercises for a month, and you'll be just do that three times over a year. You know, cycle of movements. It might be boring, but you'll be strong and healthy. <laughs> I'm not saying do that. I'm not saying yeah. specifically do that, but it can be that simple with just the thought of one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, you know, there, there were different ways of doing it, but ultimately, fitness and health is incremental changes, gradually growing like proprioception, so building the brain awareness of the body positions and all that kind of stuff. Um, varying the tempo of movements, varying the types of load and the positions you actually get in to do to, to shift the body around or move the body um, and just enjoy that process and get yourself to that point where you enjoy it. And for me, that's usually, in, I, I actually enjoy CrossFit classes still, although I'm not doing it at the moment for obvious reasons. But mm. um, for me, as I've got older, I used to train a lot on my own. Um, and I can tell you the scenario of that, but literally I'd, I'd end up in the middle of nowhere in a car with a bag in a boot, get out, I'd do some karate training at the time and do some kata training and sort of practice. And then I'd run around the pitch and create like a little workout. And I literally used to train on my own for about 10 years like that. Um, and then I found CrossFit and eventually joined a CrossFit box myself, having dabbled in opening my own CrossFit um, box for, for a year or so. Um, and uh, really they're like my fitness family, as it were, uh, where I train. And I actually now, I don't need it, but I definitely enjoy it more when I'm with other people. So right. me working out on my own is really just um, relatively simplistic at the moment. I've got a rower next door. I wear a weighted vest when I walk the dog. I've got some kettlebells and my maces. And it's relatively simple and rudimentary at the moment because I'm happy to... Um, to just move a little bit and then know that at some point things are going to recover. And uh, I don't mind moving up and losing a bit of fitness. Um, I, it doesn't bother me. I can just work back into it. You know, yeah. Step at a time. <laughs> there you go. And I have a very similar saying too. anybody that's sitting there and they're, they're coming in, they want to turn their world upside down. I, I, I have the 1% each day. And when you look at it on a yeah, yeah. grand yeah. scheme of, okay, where are you today? Most people that are coming at me like, whoa, I got to turn everything up. They're somewhere between 15 to 30, maybe 40 if they're really pushing it. And they're, they're saying, oh, this is yeah. terrible. I can do so much better. And their language is all up. I said, okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So think of it this way. If you get 1% each day, you're like 60 days away of being your ideal self. Does that change anything for you? They go, do you just see like the light bulb go off? that's that's the moment i look for as a coach because so much of it i love that you it sounds like you and i have a very very similar um coaching style and method in the sense of progress incremental focus on very very small steps to build that snowball 
and then once you get some momentum, yeah, yeah. then we can then we yeah. can address the yeah. bigger problem. But that's that's a lifestyle yeah. thing. Like that's that's gonna come. If we focus yeah. on one percent and what you can do right here, right now, it'll happen. And they just you can see yeah, like yeah. the shoulders drop yeah, physically. Yeah. Again, when you're talking about the physical appearance in in language barriers, you can see it no matter what. Like I I feel it, right? It's just wow, okay, I can feel what's going on. There's some yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Or are we oh. here? Or are we, are yeah, we yeah, yeah, closed yeah. right down? Right. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I love that. And yeah, we do tend to, uh, I want to speak to the bit on the gimmicks and the, and the sponsors and the, the companies that are selling stuff to the Insta famous people and the, you know, people yeah. that are doing like, here's a fitness workout for you. If you've never worked out before and they're doing box jumps all all crazy with barbells yeah, yeah, yeah. on their back and they're calling it cardio i'm like that's first of all no <laughs> that's not cardio yes it'll get your heart rate up but that's a power exercise that's like the last thing that yeah. these people that like you said two stone over yeah, yeah. that's the last thing yeah, yeah. you need right yeah um, uh, and, and getting people jumping around in their own living room literally jumping yeah it's, it's a recipe for disaster <laughs> It, it it's is. going to end poorly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Well, what do you what do you say to the people that are are like less informed? Because that's the thing is that unfortunately for for guys like yourself who are coming at with a good solid here's a holistic approach here's a good message we're up against a lot of that misinformed media. And what do you say to the people that are less informed or, or naive coaches, people looking to get into fitness? What do you recommend to them who they see these things on Instagram? They go, Oh, cool. I want to look like that. Let's do that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I generally try and avoid these conversations because um, I'm, a, I think it's something that's probably something to do with my age. Nothing, I, I actually literally let stuff just drift over my across me because I can only affect the people I work with. I sure, surely, I definitely the only people I want to speak to about their issue is that that person. And if people choose to go and dance around their living room to X, Y, and Z coach who's on getting thousands of Instagram followers and he's really famous, blah, blah, blah. Well, fine. I, I can't I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and I, and I actually don't want to compete with that um likewise you know the the selling products piece um I'm not interested in earning like an extra 50 quid a month by selling wearing the same t-shirt forever or or holding this coke can in the air if it, if it was worth half a million a year then I'll probably do it but um <laughs> you, do you know what I mean it's not it's Absolutely. not you get you you'll, you'll be getting these uh uh, Instagram messages from people trying to, oh, you know, and the, and the people that, that it's the bots, isn't that they drop the DM me now and, and uh, yeah, we want to, you want to give you some free gear and be, be a mentor, whatever it is, a mentor, not a mentor, um, a spont um, I can't remember what it is, I can't remember the word. But anyway, I, I really don't, I literally just delete, I literally delete their comments on my, in my Instagram as well, because I just don't even want my other people to see it. It's just like, nah, I'm not interested. But, um, but I honestly, I'm, I'm not after thousands of clients. I'm after, if you like, I'm just after people. I, I, I'm not actually wanting, to be honest, I have one of the things that I learned in the strong coach, which is one of their big, the big point of the strong coach, one sort of tenet of the strong coach is choose the hours you want to work 
and then make your career mold around your perfect day effectively. Mm. So, so I literally on average probably work between four and five hours actual coaching per, per day, six days a week. Um, Cause I work on a Saturday as well. I, do, I very rarely do anything on a Sunday unless it's um, a story work call and it fits with what I'm doing. Um, and I actually have, I'm pretty much up to the already at the point where I don't really want to do any more work. And I only work with about at the moment, probably working with about 30, 35 people, which isn't a lot. It's not a lot of people, but they're most of them, a huge part of the people, group of them. I've probably been working with for three years and then I'm getting more story work clients, which probably aren't going to be the kind of client that I'll, I'll know them for the rest of my life. But I'll probably only do story work sessions for maximum of around three months, depending on the scenario um, as individuals working with an organization where there's a filter of customers coming in or with a particular company, for instance, where there are companies that are out there that are forward thinking in this kind of area. Now I'm trying to get, you know, bring coaches in that for sure could be a, a bigger project. Um, but ultimately my, this is where the holistic part comes in as well is I want to be having living the best holistic life I want. <laughs> so, and this, this for me was a big thing last year because forever, it my even my relationship to being freelance for the last 20 years i left my last full-time job in 2000 um has been that i still have a job but actually no i don't still have a job i'm choosing to have a way of bringing in income and it's usually by now it's definitely hours that i want to work when i want to work who i want to work with and it, once you realize, once you, t it's almost a bit like story work, or a bit like the victim mentality, right? Which the victim right. mentality is this: what we talked about earlier, this nature thing, where you you believe that stuff's happening to you, but it's not. It's actually you're you're actually looking for stuff to happen. You're looking for the bad stuff to happen, and you create that scenario yourself. Well, it's a little bit like that in terms of the way the finger goes from, oh, you did it, pointing away from me. Oh no, it's me that did it. And basically for 20 years, while I've been working for myself pretty much, 19 years, I've been going, oh, I've got to do this. I have to do this. I have to work harder. I've got to work harder. Like it's somebody else telling me what to do. Mm. But actually it's me telling me what to do. And I have the grace of giving myself the space to create the life I want to. So now the reframe of that right. is a positive right. one. So now I look at, okay, every day I, I have certain sessions that have been in place pre-COVID with my, my groups of people as, as the same with PT as well. And I now diarize that the same way, but I don't do any more early six o'clock classes, which I was doing this time last year. Mm -hmm. So now my sleep's been able to improve from that point of view as well, because I'm not doing days where I'm up really early and days where I'm up later. Um, and likewise, I'm not doing working so late in the evening because I'm not out in the evening so late. So I had a class this evening that finished at uh, quarter to eight mm. um, a couple of hours ago, whenever it was. But um, it's um, so now the perspective is I I'm mapping my life and just sort of drop drip feeding what I want in it. Um, so I don't want thousands of clients. I don't want to be sponsored by somebody being and be wearing tight pants and a weird lesion thing you know <laughs> i don't want to look like david bowie <laughs> this is what you're saying yeah, exactly. 
don't want to be Freddie Mercury or David Bowie or somebody like that. Yeah, it's, no, I just don't not, want to do that. No, and it's yeah. not. It's it's clear that it's it is much more a holistic thing. And how how much easier is it now to promote that type of thing when you're working one on one with somebody who wants that when you're you're living it right? Like I've I've noticed that in my last yeah. year as well. Like you got to yeah. live it. It's it's got to come from an yeah, authentic yeah. source, right? Oh, that's yeah. that's fantastic. Now, where can uh, just you know, kind of t- tying things together. If if somebody's interested yep. in in speaking a little bit more in depth about the story work or any of, I mean, you mentioned CrossFit, your steel mace, your what yep. what you offer is a is a full meal deal, really. Um, that whole holistic kind of approach to lifestyle wellness. Where is the best place for them to reach out to you? Uh, well, certainly um, Instagram is a, is a good place. I tend, I'm trying to stray away from Facebook. So Instagram, I'm coach.simon.drew, D-R-E-W. Um, the fitterlife.net, um, which is F-I-T-R-L-I-F-E.net, is my landing page for the holistic program, um, of which I'm really through that channel. If anybody emails me via that site, uh, that page is just one page. Um, they can basically arrange a discovery call. They can click on the big orange buttons on there and just get a discovery call with me and we can do personal story work um, discovery call or program discovery call in terms of the program progression. All right, folks, you heard it here first. Check out Coach Simon Drew. Simon, thank you very much for your time. I, uh, I'm very, very grateful for, uh, for you sharing the space with, uh, with myself and the audience in here. And uh, if, if there's any parting words, I, I, what would you recommend for somebody looking to, to better their life? What would you tell yourself 25 years ago? Breathe, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I'm, I'm nicking that, but it is literally breath. I think breath has been the underpinning of my shift in the last couple of years. Um, breathing is breathe. There's I, I tell this to my all of my guys all of the time. You're not using your breath enough, and they because they don't. They don't. They, 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 it's like they don't believe it, but it's a fundamental need. Like it's like ox, it's dealing with oxygen, which is one of the biggest energy sources in you know that the body has. Um, bringing in oxygen and getting rid of CO2 and the way your body manages that. But also it's the window to controlling your psychology as well, your stress state. So breathing, learn to breathe well, go on a breathing course, get some real massive breath. Yeah. That is, that is power right there. Ladies and gentlemen, that is coach Simon Drew right there. Sam, thank you so much for your time. Okay, you have yourself Thank a fantastic you. one. We'll uh, we'll catch you uh, on the flip side, buddy. Peace. Yeah, I'll see you in lifted, buddy. All right, guys, what a what an awesome conversation that was! Just it was so uplifting. So many things that I learned from that, and now being involved in the unlifted community one on one, I see exactly what Simon's talking about. The way that we speak the way that we hold our breath the way that we hold our physiology is so subconscious so if we don't make an actual effort and be intentional with our breath our words i mean we can to to quote something that we talk about as enlisted coaches we can let our words work for us or work against us so if you have any more questions for simon you know where to reach um, head over, send him a note, send him a note, simon at simondrew.net. Go check him out on Instagram, see what this cat's up to. 
you're gonna learn a lot, okay? Whoo, man, always feel good after these. So, if you, by chance, are also feeling pretty awesome after this, please share this episode out with somebody you care about. We're trying to grow this platform. We're trying to get more reach, and the only way we can do that is with your love and support. So if you're checking us out in Apple, please give us a review, honest review. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you don't love. Give us the old four star if you have to. I don't care. Tell us where we can improve, okay? Let us know what kind of guests you want. Let us know what kind of things you want to talk about or listen to. Or hey, if you want to be a guest, get in touch. We are musicfit at gmail.com. It's the best place to find us. Shoot us some notes. Let us know what we can do uh, to help inspire you to live well so you can keep on doing your thing and sharing that gift with the rest of the world. I'm going to let my boy Adrian Chalifor take y'all home. All right, till next time, folks. Y'all stay sweet. Peace.